Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. This week, Nick and I are diving into some of the common mistakes we see instructors make while teaching. This is a list of things we've come up with that we see fairly regularly on the hill. It's a list really of common things to avoid, uh, things to keep your lessons fun, things to keep your lessons engaging, just a short list of things to make sure that you're teaching well. Something that I try to do in my lesson is not keep things too technical. It's a really common thing I see in lessons with instructors, especially actually new instructors. They're too technical with mm-hmm. things and you hear technical verbiage come out or you really see them trying to be real specific and technical with how they're teaching when really snowboarding is more of an experience. It's really so much about the experience you have on the snow, not the technical focus you may have. And that's to me what builds good snowboarders. Uh, A story I have that comes to mind is I was watching a skier teaching one of his students and he's a really seasoned, really good instructor. And as he was going down the hill, he passed me and my group and they were in a line and he looks back at his student and he goes, hey, don't forget to smile. And his student smiles and then relaxes into his wedge and does so much better. And that simple thing of just telling a student, hey, don't forget to smile, that changed that student's skiing. And I saw a direct change when he said that. And that to me is an example of something when you're not being too technical, but knowing what to say, when to say it at the right time. I definitely agree with that. I think it ties right in with our our keep it simple, stupid model. And I think one indicator of a truly great instructor is they have that technical knowledge, but they're able to explain it simply, keep it light, keep it fun, and feed the right amount to each guest. Yeah, that's I, I think that's awesome. You're going to use less for a kid than maybe with an adult. You, you get an engineer in a lesson. You're going to steer that maybe a little bit more towards the technical or yep. somebody who understands biomechanics. You might want to get into that level of technical detail. But for most people, smile, relax, right? Like you don't have to tell them right now you're going to loosen all of the muscles in your quadriceps. And right, we don't have to get that technical with most of our guests. As you were talking about that, it, it, it took me back to the six descriptors that we use in exam tasks in Rocky Mountain. And they were really developed as a technical element to to describe exactly what we're looking for during an exam task. And then they ended up in the snowboard technical manual. And they're they're absolutely useful for describing a specific task that we want to see an instructor perform. But then a couple of years ago, I was standing out on on the hill auditing a, a lesson and heard an instructor using the six descriptors with their student. And I was just like, oh, what are you doing? That's way too not technical. That was not the intent of the six descriptors. Yeah, really common mistake. I see especially younger, newer instructors tend to be a bit too technical in their lessons. Something else that I see instructors doing is training 
tasks, not skills. And it's so important that we focus on training skills instead of just tasks for people. Skills are what give us the ability to ride all over the mountain. If you train one task, you might be able to do that one task in one spot. But if you train to skills, the overarching piece of the lesson, your student will be able to take that and really be a much more versatile rider, versatile snowboarder all over the mountain. So thinking about what is the real skill I'm trying to teach him here and how can I take that skill and put it in as many different environments as I can. And that builds true ownership over snowboarding. I, I think of that as being how you get a student to go from linking turns to doing a 180 to doing a 360 on snow. If you haven't taught rotation as a skill, you've maybe just taught 180s. They may not understand the the progression from a turn and a rotational movement into a turn to a 180, into a turn to a 360, and how those are linked. And it's really important that we, we highlight those, those fundamental skills, not just the task that we're doing or the trick that we're doing at hand. Yeah, that's a huge point. And you see it all the time. It's really easy to get tunnel vision and just move towards, oh, well, they the student came and they wanted to learn this task. And they came with, I want to learn a 360. And you can teach them directly a 360, or you can teach them the skills it takes to do a 360 and build a progression that's based on those skills, and they'll have absolutely more success than they would have if you would have just went straight and taught the task of a 360. That ties in well to my next one, which is uh, not enough practice time. And I think really often instructors have in their mind the, the series of steps in their progression, and they know... They, they have to get this guest from a level two to a level three today. We get really focused on the steps of the progression versus the experiential practice time for that guest that's going to let them take that from a cognitive movement, something they're really thinking about and really trying to understand as they do it, to something that is in the subconscious and is, is much more uh, of a reflex or is, is much more of a motor movement rather than a cognitive movement. And I think that's that practice time is so essential. And, and one of the common mistakes I see really affecting guest lessons is moving too quickly through that progression, not giving your guests enough time to let those movements become a, autonomous. Practice time is absolutely key to the lesson. And practice time should, should still be fun though, and it should still be engaging. So you've got to keep it entertaining for the guest. And one of the ways I think about practice time, it sort of relates to practice time, is what we call lateral learning. And lateral learning is taking a skill someone already has and putting it into a different area. So, hey, they are, are already good at turning through the hips to create an initiation in their turn, whatever it may be. You know what? If they did that on a bank, I can take that skill they have of good rotation. They could do that on a bank and get a slash. They have the skills it needs to do a slash on a bank. So I can create that practice time with the skill in different environments, and that's learning laterally. Instead of always moving vertically and saying, well, now they know how to do a 180. Now they need to know how to do a 360. Now they need to know how to do a 540. It's, hey, what are the skills the 180 requires? And where else can I put them in an environment that allows them to use that same skill but have a different outcome so that they'll be practicing that but still staying engaged? Lateral learning is such a huge one, especially when you tie it to other skills they might have already had. So you can go from lateral learning within snowboarding, going across uh, different areas of snowboarding, but also looking outside of snowboarding. What are other skills or interests they have and how can you draw those into their snowboard experience so they're relating their experience snowboarding to other things they like to do? 
Yeah, and that's getting into teaching for transfer, isn't it? Which yep. is another really cool thing that we can do as instructors. Another area that I, I see instructors make some mistakes is especially when they're training for certification, they start teaching in this very framework oriented around the certification teaching segments. And I think it's really important to remember that those exam scenarios are designed to be compressed versions of your teaching that give the examiners uh, a demonstration of how you teach, but in a very contrived and in a very time-framed segment. You should be able to take that teaching segment and blow it up into a full day or two day or even three day actual teaching progression when you put in practice time, when you put in developing the day around the student's needs and what their actual learning is. And, and so often, especially coming off level two certification, instructors teach in this very formulaic cert teach where they're gonna teach for this, this 20 minute block on the hill and then they have the guest follow them around for a couple of runs. And then they teach this new 20 minute block and then the guest follows them around and it's like the follow me lesson versus taking that, that learning and, and everything that you're doing in that 20 minute exam teach but draw it out, expand on it, uh, give opportunities for lateral learning or for teaching for transfer and make that much more experiential because you've got the time to do it. One last thing I'd throw in there as a, as a common mistake is instructors teaching people how to snowboard rather than teach them how to be a snowboarder or how to invite them into the culture and, and making it an experience. And I think this is one of the most vital pieces in becoming a great instructor is learning that your guests are not there just to learn to snowboard. They've come for an experience. And it's really been highlighted for me down here in New Zealand where we're competing with jet boating and skydiving and bungee jumping every day for our lessons. The guest is there because they want the experience of skiing and snowboarding. And the more that you can do to invite them into our culture, to teach them what it means to be a snowboarder or a skier, not just someone who is going snowboarding, uh, that's how we get people to stick. That's how we get people to come back for more lessons and to be part of our winter community. Really good point, Chris. So this is a list of things that myself and Chris came up with as common things we might see instructors do on the hill, some mistakes they might make. If you have any other things you'd like to add to this list of common mistakes you see instructors make or things that you hold really true or dear to in your heart that you do as an instructor, please email us and let us know. Could be possible topics for later episodes. Next episode, we are going to be talking about training tips to improve your riding. This is some specific ways to train to help you become a better snowboarder. So please stay tuned for next week's episode. All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Chris Rogers. And me, Nick Alfieri. If you have any topics you'd like myself and Chris to discuss, um, any comments, questions, or concerns, please email us at Learn from snowboarding at gmail.com. Thanks. All I really need to know I learned from snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.